from October 27th through November 3rd of 2017, I had the incredible privilege of co-leading a missions trip with my partner at Connect Global, Javier Mendoza. There were 15 of us in total who traveled to La Ceiba, Honduras and spent one week caring for our friends and partnering organizations there in the city. We were able to visit the Little Lambs Refuge, the girls' home in La Masica, just outside of the city. What a fantastic opportunity. We ministered on Sunday in three different churches throughout the city, culminating Sunday night at the Puerto Cielo Church, one of the largest churches in La Ceiba, with just a powerful ministry time. It was really fantastic. Then on Monday, we were able to visit the New Life School and the Heaven's Door School, both schools where through Connect Global and some faithful partners were able to have about 20 students on scholarship in those schools so that they can get a quality education that they would not normally be able to afford. From there, we were able to visit the maternity home site at the hospital Atlantida, right in the heart of La Ceiba, Honduras, where right now, Connect Global has received over $102,000 towards the construction of a 24-bed maternity home. We had a dedication ceremony that morning with about six news stations covering both local and national news coverage, media coverage in Honduras, sharing the story with the community right there in La Ceiba and around the country. Finally, we were able to uh, in a very practical way, serve food on Wednesday to those in greatest need, those who are homeless, those who are struggling uh, with addiction and with poverty, extreme poverty in this city. We were able to feed them through our partnering relationship there with the Comedor de Jesucristo. What an honor it was to serve these men and women just a hot meal and share with them, them the love of Christ. Finally, on Wednesday, we traveled over and looked at a location where we are working towards building a missionary training school to raise up Hondurans and Latinos from all over Latin America as missionaries to send out around the world. This was an amazing trip with an amazing team. I want to share with you now some of the audio sound bites and segments from that trip so that you can get an idea of the feel of what was happening and what was going on. Now, let me also extend to you this invitation. We have trips scheduled right now for 2018. We have a trip to Cuba scheduled, and we have uh, three trips returning to Honduras on our calendar already. You can get the information about these trips on our website at goservechange.com forward slash trips. We would love to invite you to not only hear the story, but come and experience the story. Further yet, come and help us write the story. Come and put your fingerprints and your footprints in this country and in the hearts and lives of these people, showing them the love of Christ in a very practical way. I promise you, not only will you have an impact in their life, but they will have an impact in your life that will be a marking in your soul forever. This will be a fantastic opportunity. Again, you can get all the information on our website at goservechange.com forward slash trips. Now sit back, relax, and enjoy the audio journal of our most recent trip to Honduras in uh, late October into early November 2017. God bless you. 
Well, good morning, Anchor friends and family. This is Travis Moffat. Today is Friday, October the 27th, and I hope that you are having a great day. Well, it's an early morning, and uh, it was a late night as well. I got to bed probably at about 2.45 in the morning, uh, only to get up at about 3.45 in the morning to uh, catch my ride to one of my favorite places. That's right, the airport. Uh, so here at Tampa International, getting ready to head out this morning. Heading south, we'll meet up with a, a team in Houston, Texas, and from there we will fly to San Pedro Sula, Honduras. So I'm going to do my best to try to share this journey with you guys. Love to hear your thoughts, call-ins, uh, comments as we're going on this journey. We'll be in Honduras. There's a team of 15 of us. We'll be in Honduras for a week. We'll get down there today. Do some work at some various locations. We'll be visiting an orphanage that we work with, plus seeing how things are progressing in being able to move forward with the Maternity Home Project and I know you guys are all so very familiar with. And uh, like always, getting the morning started right. Got a tall cup of Starbucks in my hand and uh, getting ready to take a nice nap on the airplane this two-hour ride over to Houston, Texas. I got to tell you guys, one of my favorite places in the world is the nation of Honduras. This will be my fourth trip there this year, probably 30th trip there in my lifetime and uh, I just enjoy all the time and all the friends that I get to spend in Honduras but I would be amiss I would be in error if I did not share with you guys the whole journey and that is that sometimes it's just uh, also sad for me uh, as I miss my family my wife and my son travel with me to Honduras as often as they can but on this trip they are not with me and uh, yesterday was pretty tough I was putting Noah to bed last night, you know, extra, extra long squeeze, extra long hug time. And because uh, uh, I love that guy. He's amazing. Love my wife. She's amazing. And uh, it'll be a good long week before I get to hold them again. Now, fortunately, there's great things like FaceTime and, uh, you know, cell phone service that works there in Honduras. So that's a lot of fun. But anyway, I digress. So we're looking forward to a great week. I want to share this journey with you guys. So give me your thoughts, call-ins. Like I said, as we travel through the week, we'll share with you what's going on, kind of step-by-step. Step. Hope you guys are doing well. Hope you're having a great day. i got a couple call-ins I'm going to share here next on my station, and I'd love to hear from you. Hope you guys are doing well. God bless you. Have you ever tried to sleep on an airplane, especially when you're in the aisle seat? Now, don't get me wrong. I'll take the aisle seat over the window seat certainly will take the aisle seat over that middle seat any day of the week but if you're trying to sleep and you're in that aisle seat you've got nowhere to go you lean to the left now you're snuggled up next to somebody you've never met before that's awkward lean to the right now your face is fixing to get smashed by the food cart can't lean forward because airplane seats are the smallest adult seats of any mode of transportation you can find and where are you going to go lean your seat back you get six inches at best of recline so it's a little tricky so when you're trying to make up sleep just do it at home get in the bed go to bed on time so in my two-hour flight I got a grand total of about 20 minutes of shut-eye but that's okay here in Houston walking to the next terminal fixing to meet up with our team heading down to Honduras hope you guys are doing well God bless you well guys we have made it to Honduras we flew into San Pedro Sula Honduras and uh, met up with Jorge Amador. He's our national director, been our friend for 13 years. 
So there's a total of 15 of us on the trip, uh, three of which are children. And uh, so we're having a great time. We just pulled over here at Cafeteria Moy. We ate here in August when my parents were in the country. And uh, so we're gonna stop here, get a little lunch, a little outdoor cafe. Got a roof and two walls and then two open uh, air walls. Just some great home cooking, some baleadas. If you guys know what baleadas are, hit that, hit that like button. I'd love to hear from you. And uh, we'll have, you know, some plato typico or maybe some soup or whatever they got going on today. It's one of those kind of places you sort of eat whatever they've got cooked. But delicious food. So fantastic timing. You can hear some of the traffic going by. Literally, this place is right on the side of the road. A little open air eating in Honduras. Good clean food, though. It's really fantastic. Hey, if uh, this sparks your interest, you want to come with us, check out our website, GoServeChange.com. And uh, we've got some trips scheduled 2018 back here in Honduras. We'd love to have you with us. Hope you guys are doing great. Love to hear from you. God bless you. Hey, good morning, anchor friends and family. This is Travis Moffat. It's Saturday, October 28th, and I hope that you're having a great day. So we have a team of 15 of us all together here in La Ceiba, Honduras. And actually today, we're just outside of La Ceiba. If you look on a map, La Ceiba is right on the north coast of Honduras. And we are, I don't know, probably 20 miles or so to the west of La Ceiba in a small community called La Masica. And here in La Masica, there is a missions project called Proyecto Alcance. And there's a home here for girls called the Little Lambs Refuge. And uh, at the home here, our friends, uh, Pastor Allison and his wife Magda, um, with their own three children, live here. And they take care of about 20 or so uh, girls who just, you know, they don't have a home. They don't have a family. So this is their home. And so we're taking a tour here with our team. Uh, we've brought some gifts. And then we're going to do some painting. And so we're looking forward to just getting to hang out with the girls today and getting to play with them, getting to do some painting with them and getting to share the love and the good news of Jesus in a very practical, practical way. So right now we're walking through the property. Pastor Allison's kind of giving us the tour of, uh, of what's going on. And uh, so we're having a great time. Love for you guys to be able to see this. We'll have some pictures up on uh, my Instagram page at Travis and Gina M there on Instagram so you guys will be able to see some of the pictures for that and then we're working on creating some more video material so you guys will be able to see that in the weeks to come love to hear from you hope you guys are doing great and we'll talk to you soon God bless you hola hola que tal bien gloria a Dios They got a nice kitchen here. So this part in the back, they have a huge soccer field and then like trade school. They have like a woodworking shop. They have a woodworking dude who comes in, teaches woodworking. And this is open for the community, for them to uh, come and be trained. And uh, there is Infop, which is a, um, an organization that helps to train people with a qualified, you know, they, they are qualified to do different works. And they send teachers here. You know, we are, right, right now we just have one of the, one teacher that is coming from Monday to Friday. He is attending this uh, workshop. And we have 14 boys from the community that comes every day to be, uh, to learn how to work with food. We have one teacher in this, uh, another, this other uh, uh, 
uh, shops here. But you know, someone stole his car and he quit coming. You know. But we're working on finding more um, teachers to come and teach the boys from the community or ladies from the community so that they can be uh, uh, have their own business or they won't work at home. This is my kind of like the main idea of this. This is called Tadema, which is uh, the master's workshop. So guys, also as a small part of background for specifically this system, the aquaponics system. So when Travis and I and our wives, when we kind of decided, okay, let's kind of form Connect Global and figure out what we're going to do, what's going to be projects, are we going to do, you know, what type of service. Uh, we had gone through a training of sustainable living in Florida um, where aquaponics was sort of the main driving force of that organization. Um, so we looked at that as sort of our, um, you know, a sustainable end to the community to say, okay, here's something tangible that we can come. Uh, we're working in a village where they have very little access to, I mean, electric, to anything really. It's just a very remote village. So we thought, okay, we can learn this system. We can learn what this is and we can bring this to them and show them, you know, here's a way that you can very easily manu you know, manufacture, but grow produce. You can grow fish. You can grow... Um, together, you know, so that they kind of harmoniously work together so that you're not using a ton of water. Water doesn't evaporate all that often, so you don't have to rely on a constant flow of water. Um, a lot, you can see everything grows in Honduras, but this system just ensures that you grow the right things, you know, a little bit safe from pests and other things like that. So this, I mean, when we first founded Connect Global even, we just were like, let's just go do it. You know, we raised enough money to build five of these and we got on a plane and we came and we built them. So that's kind of the start, the behind the scenes of like what we did. As Jorge learned the system, he became a, a, a ninja of aquaponics. <laughs> yeah. And so he is building systems all over the place. So we, you know, help, you know, obviously we're still funding and we're getting him set up, but he comes to places like this and helps Allison and says, okay, here's what we can do with, you know, a few hundred dollars and some, you know, few hours in the day. and. Jorge will do that at different places, so we might be able to see one or two more that he's done. But it's cool because it's an ongoing impact of that very first trip that Travis and I came down and said, you know, we just spent 12 hours a day digging holes and fitting pipes and him and I arguing that one-eighth doesn't fit a one, you know, three-quarters and, you know, water has to go downhill to come, you know, all these different random things when we were figuring it out. And then Jorge has just taken that and run with it very well. So. That's just sort of the behind the scenes of that aquaponics. You know, it's always beautiful to me to watch people uh, engage in world missions. So here we are at this home in La Masica, Honduras. This is a girls' home. There's about 20 or so uh, girls here. We have a team of about 15 people. And uh, most of our team actually does not speak Spanish at all. So when you don't speak Spanish and you're in a Spanish-speaking country, sometimes it's easy to begin to feel disconnected. Feel like, well, how do I, how do I connect with, with uh, these kids? I want to play with them. I want to talk with them. I want to tell them about my life. I want to hear about their life. But, but how do I do that? I don't speak the language. Um, but, you know, we just start watching people engage one another with kindness and with play and with work and with food and things like that. So... We had lunch together, and 
So now our team is just kind of hanging out with the girls. So there's a group over here. Uh, one of the ladies on our team is here with her daughter, who's eight. Neither one of them speaks Spanish. And they've gathered up a, a group of another three or four girls, just kicking the ball around, tossing the ball around. There's another lady across the way who I know does not speak Spanish, and she's throwing the Frisbee with a kid. And uh, then over on the other side, the rest of our team is painting the church building, and they've got some of the girls from the home that are there with them painting on the church. And so there's a, there's a communication that happens just in people interacting with one another, just being able to hang out together, spend some time together, do some work together, work on a project together, play, the, play a ball game together, something like that. So it's beautiful to watch. Of course, I'm here talking to you guys, so uh, I guess I'm the lazy one. <laughs> anyway, hope you guys are doing well. Hope you're having a great day. God bless you. Hey, Shane, thank you so much for that shout-out, man. I appreciate that. And we especially appreciate the prayers. You know, we enjoy these trips. They are fun. They are adventurous. They are exciting. Uh, but they also just need prayer. And, uh, you know, the work that we are doing is an honor uh, to be a part of. And there are times that it is a battle. And uh, so we definitely just appreciate the prayers. We feel that. And uh, just great to, to know that you guys are praying for us. So thank you so much. Hope you're having a great day. God bless you. So as you guys know, if you've been listening in, we are in the nation of Honduras. Uh, today, we are in the city of La Masica, which is probably 20 miles or so west of the larger city of La Ceiba. La Ceiba is one of the main cities that we work in. Um, we are at a girl's home today called the Little Lambs Refuge. Uh, the founder, who uh, spends part of his time here and part of his time in Florida, is actually here today. And so it was a great honor to get to sp spend some time with uh, David Romero. Um, but anyway, in that segment, or one of the segments I posted earlier, Danger asked a question. She said, can you tell us a little bit more about missions in general uh, and missions trips? So I'll give you kind of a, a biblical answer and then a real practical answer on that. So first of all, Danger, thank you so much for asking the question. I appreciate that. Um, when Jesus was here on earth, the Bible says that he lived a sinless life. He died on a cross for our sins. He rose from the dead. He spent about another 40 days with his disciples. And then when he was leaving the earth finally to return to heaven, he said to his disciples, the last thing that he, that he told his disciples to do, he said, I want you guys to go into all the world and tell everybody about me. Simple as that. Not colonize the world, not, you know, turn the whole world into America or England or some other nation. He just said, I just want you guys to go and tell people about me. And he lived an example. Jesus lived an example of healing people and caring for people, meeting their practical needs as really kind of an access point to build faith and then meet the spiritual needs. And so that is the nature of the missions trips that we lead. We believe, number one, we're being obedient to our teacher, to our master, to our savior, to Jesus, who said, go into all the world. So while the people from this team, I live in Florida, the other 14 members of our team, well, let me take that back. 12 members of our team live in Texas, two in Oklahoma on this particular team. And uh, there's, a, there's a dynamic of obedience in which we are following the teachings of our savior, that being Jesus. There's also just a great practical dynamic to it. So this week, we will do a lot of things. You will hear throughout the course of the week here on this anchor station uh, some of the things that we're doing right now. We're at this girl's home. We're literally painting a building. Why? Because the building is important? No, because these kids are important. These girls are important. So these are girls who were in the 
um, child and family system of Honduras, if you will. They have a system here called DINOF that cares for kids who don't have a home. And they would put them into what you would traditionally refer to as an orphanage. Some of those here in this country are very sterile and, you know, kind of not great places. This one, we refer to it as a girl's home because it's really a home. Uh, you know, David and Dialis Romero, who are from Puerto Rico originally, then lived in New York and then came here uh, in 1999, saw the need and just moved to Honduras and said, we have to do something about this. And we've partnered with this organization and other organizations to just come and do some practical help. When we see people like this, like David and Dialis, and uh, the pastor who lives here now, uh, who's actually from Nicaragua, he and his wife moved here. His wife is from here in Honduras. Uh, and uh, when we see, his name is Allison, his wife Magda. When we see these people just giving of themselves on a day-to-day -day basis, then we want to come and visit but not just so that we can take a tour. This is not about, oh, let me come and watch what someone else is doing. This is how can we come and get involved? How can we come and help? He said, you know what? We need to paint this church. We have a church building on property, and we need to paint it. Great. That's exactly what we're going to do. It wouldn't have mattered what he told us to do. We just want to come cultivate some relationships uh, with the girls here, with the kids that are in this particular home, and then give some practical help. You know, my wife and my son and I had opportunity earlier this year to spend a whole week just on this property. We, we slept right here in this town. We stayed right here in this property. And uh, since I've been here, uh, just today, we're only on this property today. We've got some other places we'll visit through the course of the week. Everyone has been asking me, oh, how's Noah? How's Gina? You know, where are they at? I'm like, hey, what am I, chopped liver? But uh, it's beautiful because, you know, this is not, like I said, it's not like a tour. Um, it's not like a... Uh, a, a missionary vacation. This is cultivating real relationships. And like I said, we're painting this building because it's an investment into the lives of these children so that they have a place where they can come and hear the gospel. This is what the leaders here have asked us for, is, is to uh, be able to come and paint this building. So that's what we're doing this time. The next time we come, you know, we'll do something entirely different, but we'll do what they need at that time. Another component to mission trips in general and just the idea of connecting with people across borders is that it says in Galatians, you guys know we're doing this inductive Bible study through uh, Galatians, and uh, we'll, we'll get to this verse uh, here in the next couple of weeks, but it says that uh, the gospel was foretold in advance to Abraham, and then Paul, the author of Galatians, quotes Genesis chapter 12, verses 2 and 3, where God comes to Abraham and says, you will be blessed to be a blessing to all nations. Okay, you got to understand this. This is not an American principle, and it's certainly not uh, philanthropy or patronism or uh, wealthy guilt the Bible says that you're going to be blessed, that you are blessed so that you can be a blessing to someone else. We think of blessing oftentimes in America as, as wealth. Well, if someone's rich, okay, well, then they're blessed. But the reality is, is every single one of us, whether you would consider yourself rich or poor, whether you would consider yourself uh, you know, having more stuff or having less stuff, there's something inside you. There's something that God has put inside you, and he put it there not just for your own enjoyment, certainly you know, for, for, for the good of your life, but so that the good of your life could be displayed to be good in someone else's life. Whether that's financial resources, whether that's, you know, the heart of compassion that you have, whether that's your ability to organize things, whether that's um, 
your ability to see the good in other people. You know, today's Saturday. So Simon says, hey, it's Supportive Saturday. Great. Where does that come from? Where does that, where does that idea in Simon come from to be an encourager to other people? That doesn't just come from Simon. That comes from his creator who said, you know what, Simon, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to make the mix right here in such a way when I create you and your personality and your being so that you encourage other people because he's blessed so that he can be a blessing to someone else. And so when you go on an international mission trip, when you get outside of your own comfort zone, you get outside of the things that you see on an everyday basis, the things that even you take for granted, you know, like clean water and uh, hot water for that matter and uh, air conditioning and uh, clean food or food in general. And you come to another country where people don't have as much, but what they do have is joy and they have peace and they have contentment. Then you realize you can actually meet some real practical needs, but you can also meet some needs of the soul and needs of the spirit where you are giving to people the gospel of Jesus, number one, which is uh, the way of salvation. Jesus says, I am the way, the truth, and the light. He is really the only way to God, and he says that himself, that he is the only way to God. But also the care for people's soul, the encouragement, the blessing, the benefit, the joy that comes from having someone come and visit you just because they want to tell you that they love you. I mean, when's the last time you just went to somebody's house, called somebody on the phone, wrote a letter, stopped in to somebody's uh, business who's your friend and just said, hey, I was thinking about you. I just want to come and tell you that I love you. I want to come and tell you that I appreciate you. Maybe that's just down the street. When's the last time you got on an airplane and flew for a few hours and then drove in a car for a few hours and crossed a few borders just to go to somebody and say, you know what? I haven't forgotten about you. I care about you. I love you. God loves you. That's blessed to be a blessing. That's what mission trips are all about. They're not about gentrification. They're not about colonization. We are a Christian missions organization, so we are about sharing the gospel of Jesus, but not even from a standpoint of we just want to uh, have everybody be like us, but from a standpoint of that I know beyond a shadow of a doubt that the Savior of my soul is Jesus. And so I know that he offers life and peace and joy to everyone around the world, and I'm going to spend the rest of my days sharing that message. But I'm going to do that in such a way that builds dignity, that encourages people, that blesses people, that shows them the love of Christ. Jesus said, do you love me? He asked Peter, his disciple, do you love me? Peter said, yes, Lord, you know I love you. And Jesus said, well, then, then feed my sheep. Take care of my people. He asked him again, Peter, do you love me? Well, Lord, yes, of course you know I love you. He said, well, then take care of my people. Feed my sheep. Jesus asked him a third time, Peter, do you love me? And the Bible says, Peter got annoyed. He got frustrated. He said, of course you know I love you. Jesus said, then feed my sheep. So, do you love Jesus? Then feed his sheep. Take care of his people. Build them a maternity house. Take them some food. Paint their church building. Bring them some treats, some gifts, some clothes. Whatever you have, share that with somebody else. Because God created us all. And so we're all his children. And we need to know that. You need to know that. I hope that you're doing well today. God bless you. Now, dangerous question was, hey, just tell us about mission trips in general. So I know I got pretty philosophical there. Uh, so I'm not sure if she was wanting the philosophical answer or the practical answer. So here's the practical answer. Uh, we as a missions organization, myself personally, my partner, Javier Mendoza, who's also my brother-in-law, uh, you guys will hear his voice uh, several times on the channel, The Connection. And uh, he and I have been leading missions trips now for 13 years. 
Um, so on a practical level, what does that look like? Right now, it looks like we come to Honduras about four times a year. This is my fourth trip here this year. Uh, next year, we've got three trips, two or three trips to Honduras already on the calendar. We have a trip to Cuba already on our calendar. And what we do is we bring people right now from the United States and we just plug them into practical efforts that we're doing here, whether that's building aquaponic systems, whether that's working at the girls' home like we're at today, whether that's working on the maternity house where we'll be at on Tuesday, whether that's visiting schools like we'll be doing on Monday, uh, whether that's hosting a conference uh, like we'll be doing in Cuba and in July of next year here in Honduras. And we've done other conferences here for women. We've done conferences for business leaders. We've done conferences for church leaders, a variety of different things. So what we do is we bring people with us in a team dynamic, and we plug those people into the uh, the efforts that are going on here so that every single person on the team has a role, they have a part to play, um, and they have a way to, to do that. Uh, how does that look on a practical level? Uh, all of our trips are listed on our website at goservechange.com. That's goservechange.com. You can get all the information about all of our different trips right there. We put the price of the trips uh, right there. We are a 501c3 nonprofit organization. Uh, so as people you know, pay their fee or whatever uh, to go towards a trip, those are tax deductible. If you have donors, if you were coming with us, for example, and raising money to go on a trip and you had donors that were giving on your behalf, uh, for your trip, those donations are tax deductible uh, to those people as well, uh, at least those people in the United States. But we've taken people from other countries as well, not just U.S. citizens, um, on missions trips. Uh, so we, we advertise, if you will, the trips on our website. We talk about those at the various conferences and churches, things like that that we visit. We take team members of all ages. Uh, I think our oldest team member we've brought on a trip would have been about 84 and the youngest team member we've taken on a trip would have been about four. Uh, on this trip, we have two uh, children who are eight. Uh, they're here with their parents. And we also have a boy who's here who's 13. Uh, my son is eight. He's been to Honduras three times. His first trip was when he was five years old. So we love bringing kids uh, on a missions trip. We love bringing middle-aged people. We love bringing senior, more wisdom-endowed people with gray hair. And uh, so if you fit any of those categories, if you can breathe and uh, you want to go love uh, on some people, then you qualify uh, for a trip. So we uh, list all the trips, all the dates, uh, list the price of those trips. We take care of all the travel arrangements from your you know, closest international airport uh, to where we're going. We travel together. We take care of all of the food and all of the accommodations, transportation, hotels, trip insurance, just everything so that you're not having to worry about where am I going to stay, what am I going to eat, that sort of deal. Can I get clean water? We make sure all of those things are provided. And uh, we just plug you into the projects. We plug you into the work right here with the people. You know, I'm sitting here watching the 13-year-old boy uh, on our team throwing the football with two other boys here from Honduras. He doesn't speak Spanish. They don't speak English. They speak football. And in this case, they speak American football because if you guys know, football is a little different than football. So I'm over here watching. We brought two videographers with us on this trip, and they're over here kicking the football uh, with some of the, uh, the other kids from the, from the home here. And uh, so it's fantastic. It's just a great kind of interaction. So real practical. Danger, I hope that answers your question. And those three segments, I know that's kind of a broad answer from the biblical to the philosophical uh, to the practical. Um, I will say this. Most of our trips are about a week long. 
We try to make them uh, pretty easy for folks, you know, around a U.S.-based work schedule. People can take a week of vacation uh, typically and uh, come with us. So, hey, if you're interested, love for you guys to join us on a trip. GoServeChange.com has all the information about all of our upcoming trips. If you say, hey, I can't go, but you know what? I'd like to uh, uh, partner with you guys financially towards any of your projects. Also on our website, GoServeChange.com, talks about the various projects that we're doing. Uh, we are a donor-funded organization, and so we would invite you to, to join with us in that capacity also. So, hey, I'd love to hear from you guys, your thoughts, your questions, your comments. Hit that comment button or give me a call in. Let me know what you think. God bless you. Hey, Travis. Happy Supportive Saturday, and I'm very happy that you've made it to Honduras. Um, stay safe and well. You're doing great things. Um, I've had some friends that have done mission trips in Honduras and absolutely loved it. I don't know if this is your first trip or if you've been there numerous times, but um, either way, I hope you are able to accomplish your mission and do what you went there to do and um, just giving you a support and look forward to hearing stories about your Honduras trip. Thanks. Hey there, Rambling Diva. Thank you so much for the call-in on this supportive Saturday. Thank you for the support and the encouraging words. I really appreciate that. So great to hear about your friends who have come to Honduras. This is not my first trip. I would estimate that this is probably about my 30th or so trip to Honduras, if I had to guess. Um, we've been coming to Honduras for the last 13 years. Entonces, yo dice siempre, yo soy el gringo, mi cuerpo, pero puro hondureño, mi corazón. I say all the time, I'm an American in my body, but I am a Honduran in my heart. Uh, absolutely love this country. Uh, I am the president and co-founder of a missions organization called Connect Global. Our organization is about six and a half years old, but we've been coming to Honduras, like I said, about 13 years. And uh, came here just on a missions trip with my church. Ended up becoming the missions director for that church. And then I worked with my parents who have an international prison ministry for a few years. And then, like I said, about six and a half years ago, myself, my wife, her youngest brother, Javier, and his wife, Danielle, started Connect Global. And so we are continuing on with that uh, missions work. In fact, this trip is my fourth trip here this year. Uh, it's my last trip here for the year. Uh, we've got about two or three trips already on schedule for next year to Honduras, plus one to Cuba. And uh, so we just, we love this place and uh, we love the opportunity really that it is, the privilege that it is to get to come here and serve. You know, I heard a quote some years ago that said, if we would consider the commissioning of an earthly king to be an honor, why would we ever consider the commissioning of a heavenly king to be a sacrifice? So for us, this is not um, some labor of love, if you will, or some sacrifice. This is an honor. It's a privilege for us to get to come here. So I really appreciate the calling of support here on Supportive Saturday. It really means a lot to me and to all of our team uh, that's going on here. So hope everybody's doing well. Uh, once again, Rambling Diva, thanks for the call in. Hey guys, I'm standing here with our Connect Global co-founder, Javier Mendoza. Hello, everybody. And our national director, Jorge Amador. Hola a todos. Hello, everybody. We are uh, in Honduras at the Little Lambs Refuge. How's the day been, guys? It's been an awesome day. We have a great team here this week, taking uh, great pride in the work that they're doing here. I'm very proud of everyone that's jumped in, uh, no matter what, and just uh, getting the job done and getting it squared away. So we really appreciate everybody. We have a busy hand since yesterday when the team arrived and 
all day travel and today we are working really hard here in La Masica, painting and playing with the kids and doing the best we can do for yeah. God. We've been painting and now it's starting to sprinkle. Uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> yes. I'm thinking the paint dried just in time before the rain came again. Nice. Yeah. We did a good job. Now, what did we do yesterday? We flew here. We started at, like, the crack of dawn. Oh, my God, early. And uh, flew to Honduras. Jorge picked us up in the autobus. Yes. And traveling from San Pedro Sula to La Ceiba. I stopped to eat baleadas, which oh, is a, baleadas. A, a typical food from Honduras. Everybody enjoy it for the first time. Nice. And they asked today for that same thing tomorrow in the morning. Yeah, they're like, man, so, give me some baleadas. But, and then last night, what do we have for dinner last night? Last night last we night. have... Um, more well, platos, tipicos, carnes, sí. it's like a grilled meats. We had a grill, steak, something like pork that. chops, uh -huh. chicken, chicken, chicken salchichas. My favorite, tajadas. Queso fundido oh, con nice. frijoles. Tajadas uh -huh. or queso fundido. The fried plantains. Queso seco. Oh, the queso fundido is awesome. They take like a little wax candle and then. It's in like a little chimonia. Chimonia with the clay. It's made by clay. And then on the top, it's got a bowl of beans and uh, cheese in it. Man. And yes. chorizo. And chorizo oh. and the nachos. And, and nachos. nachos. Yes. Nacho libre. Vamos. Very you have heard of me. <laughs> Good morning, Naked Friends and Family. This is Travis Moffitt. Sunday, October 29th. I hope that you are having a fantastic day. So I'm in a second floor of a building downtown La Ceiba, Honduras. I've never been in this building before. I've never been in this room before. But there's a church here called uh, Senderos de Amor or Pathways of Love. And uh, it's about 9.30 in the morning. Church starts at 10. The music team, the worship team is already here practicing, warming up. People are starting to come in now. And you can just sense uh, just a sweet presence, just a sweet aroma, uh, atmosphere of love. It's really fantastic. You know, I've been pondering, uh, talking even with uh, a guy on our team named Tony. Tony grew up on the mission field in the nation of Ecuador. His parents are missionaries. They still live there. And uh, their family is very good friends of our family. Tony's here with us as a videographer to capture some of the video material. And we've been talking about the dynamics of the Holy Spirit working in us. Is it that the Holy Spirit meets people in certain places, or is it that the Holy Spirit, that we become the place? The Bible says that uh, part of the work of Jesus is that the Holy Spirit could come so that he could write his words on our hearts and on our minds, so that we literally become the temple of God, that God dwells in us, that he expresses his spirit through us. His love and his compassion and his power is not wrapped around this building. It's not wrapped around this this small second floor room where these people have gathered together, but it's wrapped around each individual person who would come into this place. The Spirit of God lives in us, lives in me, lives in you, or has the capacity to at least. If you have decided to submit yourself to receive him, to receive Jesus, Jesus said, I came that you would have life and life to the full. He died on a cross to pay the payment for our sins in our life and then rose from the dead so that we could have life and subsequently he could send the Holy Spirit of God to live in us which he says is like a deposit like a down payment on the future life that we can have life eternal 
with him. Not just that we get to live in heaven, but, but life eternal in this life and the next that we have communion and connection with God. So I think we're going to have a great time this morning, a great service this morning. Just wanted to share those thoughts with you. I hope you guys are having a great day. God bless you. Hello, Anchor friends and family. It's Travis Moffat. Today's Monday, October the 30th. And uh, if you can hear a little background noise here, uh, this is an exciting, very exciting time. We are in La Ceiba, Honduras. Uh, we've got our team here, about 15 people, and we are at the New Life Bilingual Christian School. So this is a bilingual Christian school called New Life. It's connected to a church called New Life Church. And uh, through Connect Global, we host a scholarship program where uh, donors from the United States can help provide scholarship for children here in Honduras to be able to stay in school. You know, education is incredibly important. If you want to significantly impact a nation uh, for good, then provide education. You've got to allow the opportunity for children to be educated. Honduras has a school system, but the unique thing about here is that these children are able to learn about God, but they're also able to uh, learn in a bilingual setting. So most of the children today have walked up, greeted me in English. They're practicing their English, young and old, you know, from first grade on up. This school goes from pre-K up through, I want to say, ninth grade. So right now, we have patrons in the U.S., many of whom are a part of this team and who are here uh, with us. And uh, we sponsor 16 children. We're able to scholarship 16 children through this program. It's like $84 a month. So it's not even very expensive, but it provides revolutionary change for these children and for their families. Uh, one of the main uh, guys who really helped us kick this program off earlier last year, actually, is a part of this team. And he walked in. He's been communicating with the family via WhatsApp. And so they had a picture of him. So they're just holding their phone with their picture of, of this guy looking for him. And, uh, you know, when he came in, then they were able to connect with him, the mother, the father here, just really expressing their gratitude. Thank you so much for sponsoring our daughter so that she can go to school, so that she can learn. And uh, that's really fantastic. So uh, we're getting ready to do, looks like a little bit of a presentation. I think the school has something for us. What's adorable is that they normally have a, a uniform, blue pants or blue skirt, and then a white shirt. But today they're all wearing plaid uh, because all of the uh, team members here are from Texas. So they've got a Texas flag hanging in the back, a U.S. flag, a Honduran flag, and then all the students are wearing their, their cowboy shirts. So it's really adorable to see. It's really fantastic. Let you guys listen in a little bit as we get started here. I think they're gonna. Here we go. <laughs> I know we're excited, but please be quiet. She says, "Hilarious." We got about. There's probably a hundred and ten or so hundred students in here or so, plus the team members from our team, plus a lot of the parents. From the Parents Association and teachers, obviously, from the school. We're going to start this program and the day with everything in God's hands. So please stand up and bow your heads, and I want to call Mr. Manuel. 
All right, so they introduced uh, all of the parents from the Parents Association, and then now each class is going up. Gracias. Each class is going up uh, to, uh, thank you, to kind of share a different segment, and then they've prepared cards. So one of the kids just came and handed me a card, handed Javier a card. They're giving out cards to all the team members. And so each of the different classes are going up. So the seventh grade went up. Now we've got the pre-K class going up to little bitty buddies. So these guys are probably like four years old uh, going up front. So each class apparently has like a presentation uh, to give. Let's see if we can hear what the pre-K kids are going to do. There's about 15, 18 20 pre-K kids. I'm going to scooch up front. Scooch. That's a good word. Let's see if I can hear. Hola. Hola. Oh, my God. These kids are adorable. So this is the ninth grade class, of which I think there's only two students. And so now they have something. Good afternoon, schoolmate, teachers, and special guests. We want to thank you for your special generosity within us. So this is a small demonstration of our thankfulness with you guys. In the name of ninth grade, we hope you like it. Thank you.
remember this from Sunday school. guys we've moved to a different school we're now at the heavens door school our scholarship program extends here as well with uh, four children at this school <laughs> that runs from pre-k till about ninth grade we've got a video drone flying up here so the kids are loving that this is also a christian bilingual school here in honduras uh sponsored by the church puerto cielo where i spoke last night and it's a great school They've got cuánto 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 estudiantes usted tiene en esta escuela ahorita más o menos. Uy, ahorita. Ahorita. So they've got it's a bigger school than the 150. 142. So 142 students here at this school. 50 de ellos son becados. Cuatro ustedes están becados, pero nosotros becamos cuatro. game they sponsor 50 students here we sponsor four they got 142 so the uh, school has a band going on right now you can hear it it's got pretty loud 
little worship going on. Hey, good afternoon, Anchor friends and family. This is Travis Moffitt. Today is Tuesday, October the 31st, and I hope that you are having a fantastic day. You can hear a little background noise behind me. It's the people in the corridor at the Hospital of Atlantida. That's the name of the department here in Honduras uh, with the city of La Ceiba. We are in the city of La Ceiba. It's the third largest city in Honduras, and this is the main regional hospital. It's a very busy hospital. Uh, it's pretty busy today, especially in the area that we are at. I'm in the end of an open-air corridor right outside of the NICU of the hospital. And today there are a dozen moms, 12 moms, uh, which accounts for probably there's about 20 people altogether. Some of the moms have traveled here by themselves. Some have traveled with family members. But there are 12 moms here who have a baby in the NICU. Now here's the challenging situation for these moms is that they've already delivered. This hospital uh, has a NICU for these specific babies because they would have been born premature or underweight or malnourished in some way and are not able to make the journey back home. So there's a place for the babies to receive care, but there's no place for the mothers. These mothers have been discharged from the hospital already as patients. They are no longer patients, but they are here to care for their children and to wait until the hospital will release their children. Now, for some of the moms, that'll take a couple of days, but for some of these moms, that will take a couple of weeks, and they will have to stay in this hospital, as many of them live hours and hours from this hospital and have no way to get back home, and they come back to the hospital. They can't travel back and forth every day, four, five, six hours away. So oftentimes, they will sleep on the tile floor right in the area where I'm standing right now. There's a, a couple of wooden benches here, and you can see where some of them have pushed maybe two wooden benches together and put a little blanket down and made a little pallet where they'll sleep on that bench, they'll live on that bench, they'll eat on that bench for the next two days to two weeks. Well, the hospital has asked us if we would build a house for these mothers, and we have said, yes, we will do it. In partnership with churches and businesses and organizations and families in the United States and here in Honduras, we have raised already about $102,000, just over $102,000. The whole project is going to cost $210,000. So we need to raise about another $108,000 to finish this project. We have uh, just finished a few moments ago a dedication ceremony with several of the local pastors, uh, several of the local news channels as well, the directors of the hospital, our architectural team, everybody was there. We had a great ceremony just a few minutes ago dedicating this land and this property and this project to God for the care of these mothers. It was very exciting. And we have already submitted the blueprints to the Department of Health so that they can give a final approval. In fact, we found out while in the middle of the ceremony, the director of the hospital informed us that she has received approval from the government based on the blueprints that we have sent to go ahead and begin construction. So we are literally ready to start putting shovels in the ground and start pouring the foundation, start bringing up the walls, bringing up the roof, and getting everything going. Man, we are so excited because in just the next few months then, this home will be completed 
And these mothers who are living, sleeping on this tile floor and these wooden benches will be able to move just a few hundred yards down the way and have their own home where they can wait for their children to grow in health and be able to make the journey home. We're so excited about this project. It's going to be awesome. Uh, we'll have some pictures up on our Facebook for Connect Global. We'll also have some pictures on our uh, Instagram page. We'll have uh, pictures on our Twitter and uh, our Facebook page. We'll have some new media as we have some new uh, uh, um, videographers with us on this trip who will be able to record some of this journey to share with you. But if you want to get information about this project right now, you can go to our website at goservechange.com forward slash maternity hyphen home. That's goservechange.com forward slash maternity hyphen home. Thank you so much for listening in here on the Anchor platform as well as on our podcast. We'd love to hear from you. We hope you're doing well. God bless you. Wow. It has been a full day, but a very good day. So uh, last touch base with you guys. We were still at the hospital, Atlantida, and uh, just had a great time there. We had a dedication ceremony for the maternity home project. Uh, we got word that the, uh, that the uh, plans have been approved, so we're ready to break ground. That's so exciting. Our team had brought some gifts for the mothers, so we were able to give those out. That was really fantastic, very generous of them. So then, after that, there's uh, the pastor we work with here, Pastor Alan Lorenzana. He is uh, friends and a part of the same network with another pastor out in the village of Kasuna. We've worked in Kasuna for many, many years. So this pastor, his name is Lixon, and uh, he is planning a church in Kasuna, plus in six other villages along that area. Some of the villages are as much as three hours away by bicycle, which is the only form of transportation that he has. So a, a lot of the team members from our group are from a church uh, in Dallas called Cross, Cross Point Community Church. They said, you know what? We're gonna take care of this need for this guy. So we went over to the store today, bought the guy a motorcycle. I mean, that's amazing. It's a great price. It was like, I don't know, 1200 bucks, something like that. These guys said, hey, we want to take care of that need. So we were able to buy Lixon a motorcycle today. That's going to help him out so much in getting around to these other villages and planting those churches. Then we headed over to another hospital. Check him, man. We went over to another hospital. Almost got hit by a car. That's fantastic. We went over to another hospital and uh, got to pray for uh, a lady who's a very dear friend, uh, business owner here in town. Her father actually had a heart attack today. Please pray for him. He's doing okay. He's in the hospital. And uh, so we got to pray for them. That was cool. Then stopped over at the Burger King, had a meeting with some other missionaries who were in town exploring some efforts here in Honduras. So that was great. Now we're heading to dinner where we're going to meet with several other community pastors and talk about some of the plans for next year. So it has been a full day, but it's been a great day. Appreciate you guys listening in. Love to hear from you. Hope you guys are doing well. God bless you. Hello, Inca friends and family. This is Travis Moffitt. Today is Wednesday, November the 1st. We are at a uh, place here in Honduras that we love to visit on all of our trips. Uh, this is a church called uh, Jesus is Lord Ministries, or in Spanish, Ministerios Jesus es el Señor. And they have a feeding program here called the Comedor de Jesucristo, the Jesus Christ Kitchen, basically. And uh, this is an awesome church. There's no door on the church. There's uh, two walls, a back wall and a side wall, and then the other side 
Uh, there's no wall, and then at the front there's no wall, there's no door. It's just a wide open place, and it's open 24 hours a day, seven days a week. Pastor Freddie Ventura is the pastor here. He's raised up six other pastors, and each of them share a day throughout the week. So that seven days a week, 24 hours a day, this place is open. People can come in. Usually there's people sleeping here at night. Um, right now, our team is here, and they're just finishing up cooking lunch. And then one of our team members, Scott Gordon, is sharing his testimony to the men, and then we'll serve them lunch. So let's listen in uh, to Scott's story. I stood up and walked to my room and shut the door. I got down on my knees by my bed and cried out to God. I apologized for what I was doing and told him I needed it. I didn't know what to do next. All I knew was that living for myself no longer gave me the satisfaction it once Not much changed after that because I didn't quite understand what it meant to be a believer. No, no hubo mucho cambio con, con esto porque no había comprendido lo que significa ser un, un creyente de Dios. But I did begin to feel the weight of my sins start to stack on my shoulders. Ezekiel 34. For this is what the Sovereign Lord says. I myself will search and find my sheep. Dice, yo soy el que busco mis ovejas. I will be like a shepherd looking for his scattered Yo voy a ser igual que un pastor buscando por sus ovejitas. I will find my sheep and rescue them. Y yo voy a rescatar a mis ovejas y las voy a traer conmigo. And rescue them from all the places where they're Y voy a rescatar de todos los lugares donde estén en peligro. In 2006, I was married to my wife Miranda. En el 2006, yo me casé con mi esposa Miranda. And publicly professed my faith in Jesus. Y públicamente dije que yo era un creyente de Jesús. We joined the church and I started to find out who God really was. And I began to grow as a Christian. I met with other guys and shared most of the struggles that I was facing. But never shared the things I was most ashamed of. I convinced myself that was between me and God and that was good enough. Proverbs 28.13 People who conceal their sins will not prosper. But if they confess and turn from them, they will receive In 2011, I became a firefighter and father. Since my wife works full time, I spent a lot of time taking care of our young children. 
My anxiety was through the roof. Mi, mi ansiedad se fue muy alto. So I did what most people with a history of drinking would do. Entonces volví a hacer lo que hacen las personas que han tenido una historia de alcohol. I ran out. Volver al alcohol. Eventually we stopped attending church. Y eventualmente dejamos de ir a la iglesia. ¿Por qué no estás yendo a la iglesia otra vez? And I told him about the struggles at my home. Y yo estuve comentándole de nuestros problemas en nuestro hogar. I will never forget what he told me. Y no voy a olvidar jamás lo que él me dijo. He says, Scott. God, God didn't bless you with two wonderful kids so you can skip church. It was then I realized Miranda and I did the worst thing we could have done. Y entonces me di cuenta que Miranda, mi esposa, y yo estábamos haciendo lo peor que teníamos que hacer. We isolated ourselves from our community. During our marriage, God convicted me of those things, but I couldn't defeat it on my own. It wasn't until I obeyed God's commands in James 5.16 that he removed my desire to gave me the strength to overcome y él ha, ha, ha removido mis malos deseos o sea, ha, ha, ha salido de mi vida James 5.16 says confess your sins to each other dice Santiago 5.16 dice que confesemos nuestros pecados unos a otros pray for each other so that you may be healed y así vamos a ser sanos before I gave my life completely to God antes de darle mi vida completamente a Dios I had an excuse to justify all of my behavior. But what I was really doing was satisfying my flesh instead of my soul. Living for myself instead of Christ. And I loved my role as spiritual leader of my home. The root of all of our sin is selfishness. The root of all of our sin. Ah, I want to challenge everyone in this room. Yo quiero retar a todos aquí en este lugar. To live by the words of the Apostle Paul. Que viva a través de la palabra del Apóstol Pablo. Philippians 2. Filipenses 2. Do nothing out of selfish ambition. Dice que hagamos, hagamos todo sin ambición y sin, sin auto egoísmo. Ah, egoísmo. Sí. Uh, rather in humility. Que Value others above yourselves. Que no pongamos, que no pongamos a otros abajo de nosotros. Ya. Not looking to your own interest. Que no miremos nuestro propio interés. But each of you to the interests of the others. Pero nosotros mismos en el interés de otros. O sea que nos interesan las cosas de los demás. In your relationships with one another, en nuestra relación unos con otros, have the mindset as Christ Jesus. que tengamos la mente de Cristo. He made himself nothing Él se hizo nada by taking the very nature of a servant. para tomar la naturaleza de un sirviente.
Wow, what an amazing testimony that Scott was able to share about the power of Jesus to save him and then help him overcome addiction and uh, be really the husband and the father that God has created him to be. So I hope wherever you are today that you are blessed and always know that no matter what's going on in your life, whatever the situation is, that you can always cry out to God. You don't have to be in a church. You don't have to be uh, you know, in any place special, what is what is sacred is the power of God and the power of the Holy Spirit to reach into your life right where you're at. So who knows what's going on? Maybe great things are going on. Maybe you got some challenges. If you've got some challenges, listen, I want you to know that you can call out to Jesus and he can help you and save you and bring good things into your life. Hope you guys are doing well. Love to hear from you. We'll talk to you later. God bless you. Hello, Anchor friends and family. It is Thursday, November the 2nd, and we are in the great city of La Ceiba, Honduras. Man, what an amazing morning that we had. This is our last day here in La Ceiba. So we got up early this morning and went and visited our friend Luis Bustamante, who is the assistant comandante for the police department of this entire state of Atlantida. And uh, it's always just a great opportunity to get some, spend some time with Luis and uh, all of his troopers there at the police station. We just have great favor with them, and we love to go and encourage them and try to bless them. And uh, so that was really a great time. We've worked in their medical clinic there at their police station before and uh, some other projects with them. And uh, so it was just good just to have an opportunity to pray with them and bless them. And that was really fantastic. So we stopped by here at Kiwis, one of our favorite little... Uh, uh, pastali, pas, uh, 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 panadarias, a little uh, pastry shop here uh, in town. Pasteleria, pasteleria. So I'm working on my Spanish here. Got a little coffee. Some of our team members got a little donuts, got a little pastelitos y, and uh, otras cosas. And now we are headed to the Aguas Termales, which is the hot springs. That's right, man. It's time to relax a little bit. This place is amazing where we're heading to today. They have a zipline course with 18 lines on it. Uh, the longest zipline on the course is about a mile long. I've rode this course many times. It is fantastic. And uh, then they've got a series of hot springs where they have water from a geyser right there. You can walk right up to the geyser and see it uh, on from one side of the mountain. And then from the other side, there's some natural cold water springs. And they mix those together through a series of PVC pipes and then have a series of pools that you can swim in that are different temperatures, some hotter, some colder, kind of depending on what you like there. And they'll take these little uh, wooden, uh, uh, kind of a boat-shaped thing and put a bunch of uh, pineapple and watermelon in it, and they just float those out on the water. And Man, you just chillax there in the water for a little bit. It's great. They do like a mud uh, a scrub bath kind of deal, which is fantastic. You can get a massage. I mean, it's amazing. And uh, so we, you know, have been working hard all week. And we love to treat our teams well. And uh, so we're going to head there uh, this morning. And I just wanted to share that with you guys. Uh, hope that you're having a great day. I know we're having a great day here in Honduras. You can get all the information, see some of the pictures, things like that, on uh, my Facebook page, uh, which is the forward slash cg.travismoffitt after Facebook, facebook.com forward slash cg.travismoffitt, or on Instagram as well. And you would just search for Travis and Gina. Plus, you can get the whole story on our website, GoServeChange.com, so you can kind of see some of the pictures, some of the events, things like that that's going on. We'll have some fresh new video material. Two of our team members here work for an organization called MediaWorks, 
and uh, they are a media company out of Tulsa, Oklahoma, and they do promotional material, digital uh, marketing, uh, email uh, programs and things like that, websites, logo creation, and videos uh, for, for uh, businesses and ministry organizations as well, and they are here documenting the whole trip, and so we'll have some fresh video material up on the website in the weeks ahead. So, once again, hope you guys are having a great day. Appreciate all the call-ins. I got a, uh, a call-in here from Jesse I'm going to share in uh, just a minute and really appreciate that. Love to hear from you guys. Hope you're doing well, and God bless you from Honduras. Dios está aquí Tan cierto como el aire que respiro Tan cierto cuando la mañana se levanta el sol Tan cierto que cuando le hablo él me puede oír Hey, Jesse, this is Travis, man. Thank you so, so much uh, for that song that you just shared here. How sweet is that, that you would take some time out and just share that uh, with me here on my anchor station and with all the listeners. Very encouraging, brother. I really appreciate that. Muchísimas gracias para su canta hoy. Es un grande bendición para, para mí y mi equipo aquí en Honduras. Dios te bendiga y te amo mucho. Tiene un buen día. Gracias, amigo. Hey guys, it's Travis. I wish I could describe to you uh, sufficiently the beauty of the place that, that we are at. So we're in a place uh, in Spanish called the Aguas Tormales uh, here, a little bit east of La Ceiba, near a town called Sambo Creek. And uh, it's just an amazing place. There is a geyser here, literally like a hot springs, comes out of the water on one side of the mountain. And then on the other side, there's some natural cold water springs. Well, the people who own this property have connected the hot water springs via pipes, like, you know, uh, hot water PVC pipes, to the cold water pools, and then there are stream, and then there's a series of pools that they have built in the jungle. I mean, this is not near the jungle. This is not, you know, uh, uh, even looks like a, a touristy place. This is literally, you're climbing steps, climbing rocks, in the jungle it's just amazing so there's a series of pools here that you can swim in some are hotter some are colder some have mixed one part of the pool will be like really hot another part pretty cool and uh they they cut up the people who uh host us here they cut up watermelon and pineapple put them on these little wooden boats that just float into the water and we're literally swimming from pool to pool uh, with little waterfalls connecting each one of them through a tropical jungle here on the east side of La Ceiba. You can hear the, the waterfall. I'm on a bridge right now that goes over one of the pools. And off to my right, you can just see the steam wafting up into the air. Yes, I just used wafting in a sentence. <laughs> you can see the steam. I'm, I'm walking up into it now. So the steam is 
surrounding me, uh, like if you're in a sauna, and uh, you get the, the, the wooden trail kind of carries on into the jungle, and I can't even see to the end of it because the steam is so thick coming off this water. It comes out of the geyser at about 200 degrees. It's just beautiful. I mean, it's just unbelievably beautiful the way that God, the master painter, the master creator, the master architect would would just take his his hand and craft this amazing jungle. And uh, even the little bit that, that humans have done here, um, but in such a way to not disturb the beauty of the place, it, it, you're still immersed, fully immersed in the tropical jungle. Up here in the in the steam area, <laughs> I've been swimming for a little bit. And this is after we did an 18-line zip line, so that was awesome, over this whole area. So I'm standing in the steam area, and I'm mostly dry here getting out of the water, but if I stay here, man, you can just feel the steam just kind of permeating your whole body, and um, it's amazing. It's beautiful. Love to bring you guys here sometime. We'll have some pictures up on our Instagram, Facebook, and our website. But it's just really awesome. The guys who are with us who are helping us uh, kind of video journal this whole trip uh, have a drone. And so they were able to fly the drone up over the canopy and then down into the river and sort of through these pools of water. It's beautiful. It's almost as beautiful as the people here. It's almost that beautiful, if you can imagine. You guys can probably hear the water. I love this place. I've been here a few times before and it just never gets old. Hey, listen, I hope you guys are having a great day. We've got 24 hours or so left in Honduras before we head home. I just wanted to share these moments with you. God bless you. Hello, anchor friends and family. This is Travis Moffitt. It is Friday, November the 3rd, and I hope that you are having a great day. We are here at the airport in San Pedro Sula, Honduras. We stayed here in the San Pedro area last night, had a great uh, time last evening, and then this morning got up early, headed over into a local market, which is always a fun spot. Got some gifts and things like that for the family and uh, just had a great time. Got some fresh, hot tortillas. So this is like the both a touristy market and a community market. So one side of it is all the little shops, kind of flea market style, people selling their uh, different wares and things like that, uh, uh, just for the community as well as for you know all the gringos that come through. And you can buy a hammock and you can buy a wooden pen and get your name engraved on it and all that sort of stuff. Then on the other side, they've got 
fresh flowers, and then they've got fruits and vegetables, kind of like an open sort of flea market for food and things like that. Well, our favorite, stop in there and get the hot, hot, fresh uh, tortillas right off of the comal. Man, they're so good. And then you go right down just a couple of slots and you pick up some fresh cheese, big slice of avocado with a little pico de gallo, roll those up in the tortilla. The tortillas are so hot, you can barely hold them with your hand and it just melts the cheese as soon as you put it in there. It is unbelievable. I know you guys uh, would absolutely enjoy that. So that was a blast. And then we got over here to the airport, raced over here just to make sure we had the, the two, two and a half hours uh, advance time. And uh, so there's no issues with the flight, only to find out we get an extra bonus two hours because our flight's delayed a little bit. So that's fantastic. So we get to go upstairs and uh, maybe see if we can't find our way into a VIP lounge or something like that. You know how we roll here at Connect Global, baby. We're taking care of our team members in style. So uh, getting ready for that flight home. That'll give us a tight turnaround in Houston, but I think we'll all make it. Make it home. We'll be just fine. So hope you guys are having a great day. Appreciate so much you guys tracking along this story with us. You can get all the details on our website, GoSurfChange.com. Check out our Facebook page, Instagram page, things like that. And you can see some of the pictures from here in Honduras. So I really appreciate you guys. Appreciate all the love and support. Hope you guys are having a great day. God bless you. I hope that you have enjoyed this audio journal of our most recent trip to La Ceiba, Honduras here in late October into early November of 2017. Once again, I want to invite you to join us on the field for an upcoming missions trip with Connect Global. Our next international trips to Cuba as well as back to Honduras are scheduled through various times throughout the year of 2018. You can get all those details on our website at goservechange.com forward slash trips. I also want to invite you to connect with us. If you are listening to this on the Anchor uh, platform, certainly feel free to call in or leave a comment on any of these segments or in this episode. If you are listening to this on the iTunes Store or Google Play or anywhere where you listen to fine podcasts, feel free to email me directly at travis at goservechange.com. Let me also invite you, if you have not yet downloaded the Anchor podcast and uh, platform and you are listening to this on a traditional podcast, I would encourage you to jump over on Anchor because there's an additional level of interaction through the call-in feature and the comment feature of that particular platform. You heard a few other voices through this audio journal, and those are friends and patrons who are on the Anchor platform who have the opportunity to call in and allow their voice to be heard as well. But certainly, feel free to contact us if you have any questions, thoughts, concerns. We'd love to hear from you, and we'd love to have you join us on the mission field. We hope you're doing well. We appreciate all of your kindness and support, and God bless you.